This episode of the Infamous Podcast is brought to you by the Flying Pork Apparel Company. Do you have a moment to talk about the Flying Pork Apparel Company? We specialize in designer t-shirts, several of which are available on our website, flyingporkapparel.com. But we also do custom designs for special events and group functions. The Flying Pork Apparel Company, fielding nearly all of your needs involving t-shirts, flyingporkapparel.com. Flyingporkapparel.com. Designer t-shirts for naked bodies. Rated PG-13. Hey, welcome back to the Infos Podcast. This is Brian. Daryl's with me. We've got a whole bunch of cool shit to talk about this week. We've got news. We've got the boys and... Uh, Daryl, I got to like 40% way through the campaign. Oh, wow. Well, so just so you know, you're not going to get a hundred percent. Yeah. Like you get through the story and it's, it's going to be at like 60 something. Sure. So you're actually closer than you thought. Yeah. That's what I realized when I was like, oh, this is the end game. Okay. And I felt <laughs> your, uh, your pain with the matchmaking cause I could not find a match to play last night. Yeah, I just I just play with my companions. Which I thought this was supposed to be a really popular game. Yeah, it's the ma- it's a matchmaking problem, which we, we can go into later. Uh, yeah, there's some serious there's some serious technical issues with this game, and that's why some people are slamming it so hard. Which I, I understand the frustration, but overall, I I really enjoy the game. But I mean, our boy our boy on on YouTube, young young Ripa ninety five, Eric July, has been crushing the live streams with this game just yeah. like marathon sessions so yeah now he's playing with he's a lot, a lot of times playing with members and yeah. some of his friends so cool. that, that's a that's one of those things where you jump when you party up in teams okay it's, it's probably easy but like the matchmaking although today i you know i'd like playing with my companions but i took me too long it took me like 10 seconds to click on the launch mission mm-hmm. and by that time i already had a uh mat, a multi uh, another person that had joined oh, in my nice. strike team we which, should uh we should try and, and and team up yeah it's dude it's it's really fun it's uh it's different it's definitely different playing with someone else and okay. i know uh, Rip, uh eric ripa said that you know it's a lot different playing on brutal which again i'm not i'm not there yet yeah so i'm i'm nowhere near there you know i i still so. I die on easy mode, so <laughs> regularly. Yeah. So. Um. All right. So, uh, news. Lots of news this week. Lots of Mandalorian news. So this is uh. We should change the name of the show from Infamous Podcast to Mandalorian Cast. Um. This is the way. This. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the Infamous Podcast, this is the way cast. Um. <laughs> I'm surprised that's not taken yet. Or we have spoken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, all right. But first, um, IGN broke uh, uh, some some news earlier, uh, and I I shared this with you, right? Or did you share it with me? Yeah. No, you shared it with. Yeah, because David sent it to me. Um. Anyway, so Tatiana Maslani, I think we said that right. From uh, what's it called? Um, Orphan Black. Orphan Black. Yeah. Is rumored to be She-Hulk, which if yeah, you know, I I thought it was a it was so it's not a confirmed confirmed. Uh the the hold on, I'm trying to pull up the the story here. 
Uh, so I mean, it's on Deadline. It's on Variety that says she's doing it. So yeah, yeah, let's let's call this as a as a, a fact. Um, even Mark Ruffalo says, "Welcome to the family, cuz," on Twitter, and and he quotes the Dateline story. So cool. Um, isn't she like five one? I actually don't know her so, height, but um, I I thought she was I, little. I, I I did not like Orphan Black. Um, but I did like her. Yeah, and that that's a show that I've tried to watch a few times, and I and it, she's five four, so, and every time she's on the screen, I mean she's really good. I, yeah, but I do want to finish this finish because I've heard really good things about it. It's just the first couple episodes, the first few episodes that I've watched. I mean they're okay, but it's you know it's like in a lot of first half of first seasons of in, of a lot of shows we've watched there it's kind of you know it's building the world and everything mm-hmm. like that but she is really good and this is a very good addition to uh the well the the mcu plus or whatever you want to call it the the shows on the on the plus so I, it's the mtvu the marvel tv universe or msu the marvel streaming universe <laughs> since there's no more tv shows about to say in that Mississippi state. <laughs> um <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, so no, I think this is cool news. I mean, I I think she she is uh like I said, I think she's a really good actress. I think that there's a lot that she is able to bring to the uh the table as far as um being being a known entity goes and, and being a uh a solid, uh, solid actress that we know can play multiple roles and play multiple ru- ways. Now, it's not like they're gonna Lou Ferrigno her and uh, <clears throat> paint her green uh, and 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 have her wear stretchy shorts, but oh, you know shame. she's <laughs> right. Um, no, I, I think she's good, and it'll yeah. it'll be interesting. Um, oh, it says here. Okay, so it says it should be noted in the IGN article. It should be noted that. It's not an official announcement from either Marvel or the Plus, who both declined to comment for the trades. So this is in the IGN article. So I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think of all these people are running with it, and Mark Ruffalo. I mean, you know, he's, um, he's an unreliable narrator at best. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I but I'm, 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 I think it's cool. I mean, Jessica Gao, the showrunner, like tweeted a green heart. So about the about the story when when Deadline shared it. Okay. So yeah, I like I think this is cool news. I it's it's breaking. It's really cool. Like I said, I liked her. I liked the different characters she played. Uh, I was just not a big fan of the story of Black Orphan. So yeah, I, I agree in the sense of this is this is really really good news for yep. you know this is the best so, actor I mean, for the job, and yes. you know with Sasha Banks taking taking a, a huge role in, in star wars you know that was the the person who i thought might be a really good uh um jennifer walters but you know i i think this works i think she can she can do a lot of different things and you know this is awesome good job folks good job all right so jumping to the mandalorian mandalorian I'm just putting different <laughs> I'm putting different emphasis on different syllables all day. Um so the Mandalorian season 2 trailer landed uh this week and it blew up the internet. Yes. And um, it was yeah. 
the to me it was the perfect trailer in the sense of again this is not a new show that you know has to get you interested in it it already knows you're interested i i disagree with that statement Okay. I um, I think anyways. because well no I think because it was it was not it was not a, a, a like to us it was a hit right to a lot of mm-hmm. Star Wars fans it was just okay to a lot of people it was just okay like my wife is a big Star Wars fan and like she didn't mm-hmm. love it you know you know what I mean um, see I, I see and this is the thing it just really depends a lot of Star Wars fans also loved it so it, it really just depends on where you're going where you're coming from. Uh, I'm not going to say it was like a runaway hit because it wasn't, yeah. but again, a lot of the people I listened to, you know, really, 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 really liked it. Um, not, not without faults, yeah. by the way. Um, so, I, but what my point is, this is not a new thing. You, right. You, there, I, I, and again, I know there are people out there, like you said, that didn't like it or thought it was just okay. I would say the, the majority of people thought it was okay or better. Again, again, that okay. I'll agree is, with that. Could, yeah, I'll agree 100%. Yeah, so, so the thing is with this, uh, you don't want to – we always get on movies and shows for showing too much, and this is one of those that <sighs> didn't show much at all. I think um, it showed that the world of The Mandalorian Season 2 is going to be much bigger. Yes, that's yes, that, that's so, a very good point. Um, You know, they were on Tatooine. They were back to Tatooine. Um, but we know they're going to go there because of the character Timothy Oliphant's playing. Um, we know that uh, Tamara Morrison is supposedly going to show up. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if if that is Boba Fett, he's digesting in the mouth of the Sarlacc. And I'm assuming he's going to be pretty gnarled. Yeah, he escaped. Remember the, e- remember the EU. Oh, I'm sorry. The EU doesn't count. That did not happen yet. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I thought, uh, I thought it was a good trailer. I thought it was what it needed. Um, you know, you, you made an excellent point. Cause I said it was fine, but where's Ahsoka? Um, but they didn't need to have Ahsoka in there. And, uh, they put in Sasha, Sasha Banks showed up briefly, um, in a Who blink and you miss her. We don't know. There's a rumor that she's Sabine. Sabine Wren from from Star Wars Rebels. Oh, okay, yeah, but right. which I think you know part of that is because at the time she had purple hair, you know, and her hair is multicolored like Sabine's. So so who knows who she's actually playing? Um, but if she is Sabine, I think that is just fantastic casting. Um, I love Sasha. She's one of my top five all time favorite wrestlers. Um, never mind the fact that she's my all time favorite woman's wrestler. So, um. You know, I, I I'm excited for her to be added to this. We'll we'll see. Um, I I'm like I I I caution her as a as Sabine because I don't know if we know if she can act or not. You know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, but, and, and that's the thing. Just uh, acting in the de- world of the WWE is not the same as acting you know in front of you know television or a monitor for a television show or a movie. Uh, I, one of the things I liked about this trailer, again, like you said, you know, she could be playing Sabine. She might not be. There's just so much. And again, I I will say I purposely hasn't, haven't done a lot of research into, you know, some of the stuff going on. You know, some of the stuff we've talked about, I haven't tried to dig any deeper than sure. what we've talked about. Yeah. It's, and it's because there's, it's rarely that, you know, with the internet and everything nowadays, it's very easy to 
get you know not i won't say very easy but it it's a lot easier to get spoilers and not not just spoilers but you know cast news of who's playing who in yeah. this show or this movie and i sometimes like actually going in cold and really not knowing what the heck is going to happen well i think so. that's why baby yoda was such or the child was such a big hit right because mm-hmm. nobody knew about it nobody knew it was coming it came from literally out of nowhere and smacked you in the face with right. its dumb green ears <laughs> beautiful so baby green ears. anyway just want to nibble on them you're a Netflix subscriber, that, aren't you? <laughs> we can cut that. No, you're a Netflix subscriber. I'm leaving that in. You're on a list now, Fine. buddy. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but no, it, it's uh, you know, it's one of those things where we got to see some X wings. We got to see the like it opened with the Razor Crest in a in a state of disrepair. Like we've never seen. Um, I I did find one thing is interesting. It looks like they go to Ilum. And Ilum is a is a very famous planet in in Star Wars. It's uh, it's where Yoda takes Ahsoka and the younglings um to find their their Kyber crystals. Um, Ahsoka goes back there a couple times in in her book. Um, that's where they end up at the end of Clone Wars. Um, Ilum becomes the uh, Star Killer base. So you know it's uh, it's. It's a very central ice planet. <laughs> yeah. So it also houses kyber crystals, where the Jedi go to find their kyber crystals. Which is kind of, you know, maybe a little bit important. Right. Yes. Yeah, I might have. I must have had um, the expanse on the brain for because for a split second I just thought of Illus when you said Ilum. Yeah. Oh, and it's it's a huge part of um, Fallen Order as well. Oh, uh, I haven't gotten to that part. Yeah. Dude, that's the only game I finished in the last like three years. I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to get back into that one. So, but yeah, good trailer. I'm looking forward to it. October 30th. Yep. Are now are they just they're just doing one episode, right? Yeah, they do or one a they, week. Uh, okay. Yeah, they're. I mean, I I think it's only eight episodes again. So you know, it's one a week, which is fine because you know it, it, it's a ten pull show. I think if they put it all out all out at once, it wouldn't be a special. So just like the boys. Um, all right. So there, while, while this really good trailer came out, it wasn't without its uh, controversy, I think is a, is a good way to put it. Uh, so Grace Randolph from YouTube, her show is Beyond the Trailer. We've talked about her before. I used to be a huge Grace fan. Um, I stopped being a Grace fan a while ago, and – I, I definitely recognize her 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 place in the industry, and she definitely gets scoops, and she knows people. She has contacts. She 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 was able to verify this by two sources. She claims, um, <clears throat> but let's look at this as a rumor. <laughs> so uh, the I, I, I in the show notes I have a link to Bounding into Comics. I also have a link to Grace's original video, which we're not going to play, but you should definitely watch just to see it from the the horse's mouth, and you know. Grace is not a horse. She's very attractive. Uh, so I just want to make sure nobody gets offended there. Um, but Pedro Pascal apparently quit filming The Mandalorian halfway through season two's production. 
And after all the stink of Gina Carano not wanting to wear a mask, it turns out that Pedro Pascal didn't want to wear a mask. I see what you did there. You see what I did there. Uh, Yeah, so he wanted to not wear the mask. He wasn't comfortable in the suit. He wanted more money. Uh, He wanted his face to be shown more often. Uh, So he went to Favs and Filoni and and said, hey, I've got this face, and most people only recognize it from the mountain crushing it um into just like a like a like a watermelon and i want to i want to have this visage shine bright and they're like <laughs> that's not the way um and so yeah so then he turned around and went to and again allegedly went to the uh the higher ups at at lucasfilm which is kathleen kennedy and said hey i want to I want to be I want to be the face of the show. I don't want to just be the voice of the show. And they came back and they're like, you know, that's great. Cool story, bro. Um if this isn't the way, you can take a hike and he took a hike allegedly. This is and again, allegedly. This is that entitlement of a hollywood star did you use air quotes when you said star because like you should definitely use air quotes when you said star this is of a hollywood figure i should say (laughs) actually because because you're you know actually you're you're right and this encompasses a lot of hollywood this i'm better than you type sentiment and the reason i say that is because pedro you signed the contract. You knew what the character was about. This isn't like one of those instances where, you know, he signs the contract and then on day one they say, oh, by the way, we're going to change things up. We're going to have you wear a helmet all season. Yeah. That's not how it was. So, yeah. Uh, the character, the the main part of the character and the credo of the Mandalorian is that they do not take off the helmet. Right. So unless you want to unless you want them the right scenes where you take off the helmet when you're by yourself eating your soup with baby Yoda, yeah. although he's a living thing. So he yeah. didn't take it off with just baby with Yoda. by himself. Uh, yeah. Baby Yoda was out playing with the weird swamp kids eating their frogs, right? Uh, frog gigging, if you will. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's like, you know, a couple weeks ago when we, when we first heard this rumor starting to float, we talked about it. People were thinking it was Gina Carano. And I said, it's probably Pedro Pascal because he's yeah, a bitch. You did. Um, he's, you absolutely said he is a little bitch. Um, and you know, I I think one, so I was at celebration when he came out and he talked a really, really good game. Um, you know, he was like, I'm happy to be here. They brought me in and they, they told me they made this role for me, which is a hundred percent true. Um, and the fact that like, he can't recognize the, the gift that's been given to him. Um, Whereas, like, he spent less time on set than Gina Carano did. Um, Gina was in three episodes. The Mandalorian is in nearly every scene. Uh, and if you watch the the Star Wars gallery on Plus, there is um there are two other actors, stunt people, stunt men, who are in the uh, in the costume most of the time. One of the guys is a gunslinger, who is like a quick draw weapons expert, and the other guy's a pretty badass mixed martial artist. So. You know, uh, Pedro, just do some voiceover, man. We just need you for ADR. Like, feel feel yeah. free to feel free to just fuck right off. 
um, in my opinion. And I and again, based on the story that Favreau and Filoni were like, hey, you are welcome to you know turn your little ass you know the other direction and yeah. walk off set. Yeah, that's what that's what Star Wars has been missing. I think is that people that have a blueprint people that have a plan and they're going to stick to that plan and they're not going to change it for you know reasons outside of star wars meaning you know a lot of the you know stuff going on in you know the world and what should the morality police or i guess you would say if you want to do an sjw star wars movie you missed your boat with ryan johnson it's never going to happen again yeah oh no and it shouldn't or 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 being or kowtowing to actors or actresses for you know trying to hold you hostage saying hey i'll walk off the set bye-bye fine you know (laughs) i'll be honest like while he's the titular character he's the least important character on the show 100 percent. there 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 are dozens of mandalorians out there um the armorer who is my favorite character on the show she's the mandalorian let's just focus on her Yes. Oh, absolutely. I love her. And she again, she can played. drag Baby Yoda around in his his cool little carriage, and you know, uh, try and find some uh, space sorcerers to to dump them off yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, she she played. She was uh, the big bad in Supernatural. Yeah, that's Emily Swallow. Swallow yeah, or Swallows. Amazing. I Swallow. Swallow. Yeah, she's like awesome. Yeah, she's yeah, she's really pretty. She's a good actress. She's a great voice. She has yeah, great command. Just like and presence. Like, Yes, exactly. And like you said, this, this look, we wrote that the fact that they wrote this character for him and then he's in in and then he goes to tell mommy and face. daddy. Yeah, he goes yeah, to the he, he goes to the face. principal. <laughs> yeah. He's like I spit on this. <laughs> there like, yeah, it's it's like uh I don't know. It, yeah, and here's the thing. I don't see a lot of people coming to his aid, like jumping behind and like saying, you know what? That's probably not right. He's a good yeah. guy. He's a stand-up guy. Because it says here, he became difficult on set. So when he went to Lucasfilm and the Mandalorian team said, you know what? You should just go. And he did. And that happened halfway yeah. through. And so they had to go through and, and make the change. And, and Grace, Grace said, um, I've heard the breakup was pretty bad on both sides. John Favreau, does not mess around. He is a he is a one hundred percent awesome filmmaker, um, and you know it, it's just he's not gonna put up with that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. you know the 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 fact that they brought him in, um, is fine. And and here's the thing: is Gina Carano shared a story, uh, with uh Entertainment Weekly, where this is really her first dramatic television role. And she said that Pascal would or Pedro Pascal would take the helmet off when they were doing scenes together so she could look him in the eye. Right. How is that yeah. not enough for you, man? How do you not understand the story comes first? Your little like me, 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 me. Like, come on. Like, grow up. You're you're yeah, a grown ass man. Quit acting like yeah, a baby. Yeah. And it reminds me, and it was funny, we were talking about this in uh, my, my uh, Muay Thai class today, where how certain actors, we don't have to mention their name, and not him, or WWE or wrestling stars, they start paying attention to the headlines and thinking this stuff is real in the sense of it, they, there's an ego involved with it. So yeah. 
I can't get beat by this guy or this guy sure. or that guy, or I can't take this many punches in this scene because it would make me look weak. Yeah. Dude, the movie. It's <laughs> he, a role. Are you talking about the Fast and Furious movies? Yes, I am. Because they've all become superheroes who are the greatest fighters in the history of the world, and they'd all be able to take Alexander the Great down in one move. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the fact that Michelle Rodriguez in consecutive films beat Gina Carano and Ronda Rousey. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I get it. I don't know. It's, uh, it's just, it's weird. I, it's, I don't know. Um, you've got so much happening in the show. Like, I think. There, there was an interview with John Favreau in it from Entertainment Weekly a while ago. He says, you know, it's called The Mandalorian. There's not a The Mandalorian. It's, you know, The Mandalorian could be anybody. <clears throat> like, they could stick that moniker on Sasha Banks. She could become The Mandalorian. And it could just be, the, the show could morph into Sabine Wren, The Mandalorian, hunting for Ezra Bridger. Or whatever. Right. Yeah, it... This is the thing. Sometimes people think they're more important than they really are. It's and all about story. This is the mm-hmm. way I have yes. spoken. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it, like, what more? I mean, what more can we can we ask? It's like, I, I hope he comes to his senses because I do like him in the role. And um, the one show he was on on USA with the dude from um, Rescue Me, uh, Graceland. I liked him yes. in it. Uh, everybody liked him as the Red Viper. He was really cool. Uh, he was kind of cool with the voice work that he did and, and the little bit he was in the suit on on The Mandalorian Season 1. So it's like, dude, you, you got dusted in an episode of Buffy. Come on. Get over it. <laughs> you, you got put in a meat grinder in uh, the Kingsman's Golden Circle. Did he? Yeah, he did, did he? Yeah, yeah, that was actually a pretty cool fight too. Yeah, I mean he had the cool he had the cool laser lasso. I mean that was pretty neat. Um, yeah. Kingsman two underrated movie in my opinion. I I thoroughly enjoyed that one. It's not as good as the first one. Don't get me wrong, but it's still yeah. really good. Um, but yeah, it's I don't I don't know, dude. I I think uh, I I hope he he sees like these reactions that people are are getting and the fact that it's not like. Oh Pedro, you you're yeah. so wrong. They should let you see your beautiful face. You know, um at work uh today they were they were all joking around about they don't like wearing masks because they don't like to cover up their beauty. <laughs> you know, it was all in a joke, you know, that everyone wears a mask, but still it was like they're like I don't want to cover this beautiful face. I've only got so much time on this planet. <laughs> so um but yeah, so uh, definitely check out the Bounding Into Comics article. They break it down pretty good. And then they have a link to Grace's story. But I also linked. Excuse me. I linked in the show notes. Um, You're getting tired of this story already? Kind of. We've been talking about the story for three <laughs> days. Um, <laughs> I, I put the link in the show notes to, to Grace's, Grace's video. So um, yeah. Any other news you want to talk about? Big Ten's coming back. Jason Whitlock's the man. Um, That's that's one thing I am stoked about is the Big Ten coming back, even though I did. I just read that a couple of Michigan's top players are. And and I think this is going to happen is that and and actually 
they're not the only ones. The top Penn State's top players for going the season and pretty much getting ready for the draft. So you'll see a little bit of that all over the place. You know, I think those guys are going to suffer in the draft. No, I, and especially the ones on Michigan, it's like, dude, you're Nico Collins. Yes, you're a specimen as a receiver. You need to continue to prove more. Jalen Mayfield, you're you're. You know, I think he's rated. He is rated the number seven offensive tackle. But you know what I, I just heard you say? Wah 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 wah. Yeah, Sports ball. <laughs> wah 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 wah. But yeah, I'm excited for the Big Ten to be back. Yeah. I'm just excited for. for I I, I have a weird generally. question. There's 14 teams in it. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Shouldn't it be the Big 14? Yeah, it it just it doesn't flow. Or like the Big Seven X. Something seven seven squared, <laughs> the seven squared. That's what I'm gonna start calling them, the seven squared. Uh, that would be forty nine though. Uh, okay, seven times two, the seven times two. <laughs> that rolls right <laughs> off the tongue. Ah, uh, branding. All right, let's talk about the boys. Season two, episode four. Nothing like it in the world, and nothing like it in the world is absolutely the fact that Starlight likes all the candy bars that serial killers like <laughs> I like they okay one I think almond joys are delicious I I think they're a great candy bar and the fact that almond joy got so much love and hate in this episode was hilarious um the little computer girl from uh from Vought who when, when black noir was looking for Billy uh Billy butcher uh, and, and he sits down, and she's got the almond joy. She holds it out, and he just takes it and throws it away. Uh, well, really he, made he me laugh. Has, yeah, he has that can, like the garbage can. And yeah. He, didn't, he says so much without saying anything, which that's one of the reasons I love his character. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, hey, another guy who's in a mask that we don't get to see his face. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, he doesn't even get to talk. Yeah. So, yeah, I know, right? Anyway. Uh, yeah, so – Let's talk about Butcher first, because I like I, I have a lot of thoughts on like the end of the episode and how it ties back to the comic. But um, Butcher in this episode catches catches up with his wife. Uh, Rebecca has a really, really interesting reunion. Yeah, so. Going back to last season, and when I tell people about the boys, and when I've talked about you know other people that have watched it, uh, you know I think I've said this to you before. And and and, I, and don't get me wrong, I get where he's coming from, but Butcher is not a good guy. He, he's he's a perfect anti-hero because he's he's get the job done, no matter what. And he showed that when, you know, he just basically left the boys you know, to their own devices. Now, granted, he said he had faith in Mother's Milk, which I still love that name, and uh, Frenchie, you know, to get out. But you know what? He's one of those that he comes across as, hey, if it's getting in the way of me getting in Becca, you know, I'll let you burn. And and basically told Huey that, you know, two episodes ago where he said, you get in my way again, I'll fucking kill you. Well, I I feel like Mallory, like, really – like really was succinct with it at the beginning of this episode when she gave him the directions to Becca. And she mm-hmm. said, you know, I pointed you in Homelander's direction and let you go. Yeah. Consequences be damned knowing what I knew. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, and they're they're it's in a way they're they're you know peas in a pod in that regard. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, she taught him everything he knew, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Becca, even just kind of fast forwarding to the end, she's like, "No, you you you're not going to keep this kid. You're not gonna you're not gonna love him. You don't even like him. And the yeah. fact that he's a soup, you like him even less." Um, uh, <laughs> so. And yeah. He, yeah, and he lets it. He lets his true thoughts go. He's like he's a he's a damn soup freak. Yeah. Which, again, saying the, despite the circumstances of how he was conceived, that is still her child. And for you to say something like that, that I mean, yeah. But again, she already knew that, so it was just confirmation for us. Pretty, it was more confirmation for us as the audience mm-hmm. to see where he was. Even though, I mean, again, if you know Butcher and how he feels about soups, you, a lot of, lot of people, you know, a lot of viewers already kind of, yeah, felt that. But to actually hear him say it, well, I mean, like you go back to the first season when they found the baby superhero farm, and there was the baby with the laser eyes that he used to <laughs> cut those guards up. Diabolical. Diabolical. Uh that's his, that's when whenever something gross happens, he says it's diabolical because when they yeah. drove through Lucy the whale. Um Rest in peace, Lucy. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, what is it? Rest in power, is that what they say now? I, or, I don't no, I don't know the rest difference. In, rest in water, Louie. Uh, Lucy. <laughs> uh poor Lucy. Anyway, but like, you know, he even tells the baby, he's like, You keep your nose clean or I'll come for you. Um Right. You know, and it's like, okay, like, yeah, I could totally see you killing a baby who accidentally, like, shot its mom through the head with its laser eyes. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's uh, it was a really, like, we didn't get a lot of Butcher in this episode, but what we did get really moved his story forward. Yes. And I like that. So, yeah. And so now that he got to the point of what he's been working for all these eight years, well, in the, in the sense of, finding his wife so well she actually so from last season i should say because he's always thought she he's he thought she was dead but then he was like no because i remember he destroyed the tombstone right because it was like she's not yeah dead. he never gave up so, hope that she died yeah so. so the fact that he finds her you know they had that mm-hmm. night together and then she says look you gotta go you have to move on because you're not going to accept my son and i'm not going to give him up for right you and can can we just talk for a second about uh, Rebecca, who was Patty Spivet on um, The Flash, who is played by Chantel Van Satin, who is fantastic in that role. Yeah, and right. she just she portrays like the hurt that Becca is feeling by telling the person who she loves more than anyone outside of Ryan that like you have to go. This isn't going to work. Yes. And, and 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 it just it's you can see it's destroying her the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I again, she was my favorite part when she was in the Flash and the you know the maybe what eight or ten episodes she was in. I loved, absolutely loved her in that. And yeah. again, I love her in this. Yeah. You know, she's like you said. She that scene, yeah, where she's telling him to go, and she's like, hey, and then at the end, she says, you know, in sixty seconds, all the guards are going to be over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that was just like you know, like you said, that was a um, uh, metaphysical ripping of her heart. Yeah, into. So, um, yeah, I I think the the next thing is Homelander. So uh, Elizabeth Shue was back in this episode. Uh, yuck. <laughs> so the funny thing is, and I think I told you this when I first saw her come in with the lingerie, I thought, wait a minute. 
and again because you know the you know the whole mm -hmm. you know swerving of things how how a lot of shows do that you know i was thinking wait a minute was that really her for, at, at you know it, when she was basically when homelander executed her in the finale so i thought he was, was having a mental breakdown and he was seeing yeah. her that she wasn't really there okay, at yeah, all so that was a yeah so that was the first thing until the milk which again he makes it very difficult to enjoy drinking milk. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but it wasn't until like they left that scene before they came back, and I said, yeah. "Wait a minute, could this be the doppelganger?" See, I forgot all about doppelganger. I, did too. I yeah, forgot I did too. all about him. So, and it turns uh, out, spoilers, uh, it was doppelganger who he has yeah. up in a cabin somewhere, uh, pretending to be Madeline Sowell. <laughs> Um, and again, we're yeah, you know, we're talking about you know acting, and we've always talked about how good um, you know Anthony, Anthony Star. Star is as Homelander. Yep. And that scene where Doppelganger turns back to himself, the look of disgust and how Whoa. he's hold, like this is like one the most powerful man yeah. in the world, right? And he is just like 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 a kid seeing a you know a spider or something, and he is just like closes in on himself yeah he like, won't he, he won't look at him he won't turn yeah. around he's just like staring off into nothing and he's like change back change back um change back right now <laughs> and yeah. yeah so uh you know so there's that that was the first visit and then the second visit is way more disturbing i don't even know what the <laughs> Where, like so I, 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 I suspected that Doppelganger wasn't long for the world when he yeah, first showed up. Like, I was actually surprised there was a second interaction. Um, But, you know, he gets there and she's like sticking her fingers in his mouth and it's like gross and Ugh. like creepy and like strangely ho as Homelander as Homelander can be. Uh, um. And then he turns into Homelander, but which, still in the lingerie, which was really weird. Um, and, I, you know, Anthony Starr is not a super tall guy. Um, right. If he were 5'10", I'd be surprised, right? Um, and uh, you kind of saw him as like, when, well, when it was Doppelganger as Homelander in the in the lingerie, as this frail, weak little creature. Um and then the the offer that he made, which we don't need to like, you can watch that for yourself. Uh, yeah. That led to his death. <laughs> and the line that it ain't even gay, if right? You do if you're doing it to yourself, was the line of. I mean, I don't. But you know, it's it's funny and disturbing, but it's also very poignant because. You know, like you said, you knew yeah. Doppelganger wasn't long for this world. But when Doppelganger decides to, you know, for reasons, get on his knees, he says, you're disgusting. And he wasn't talking about Doppelganger. He wasn't just talking about Doppelganger, no. I should say. Right. It was, um, it was, uh, he was, he was taking a good hard look inside. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is... So, oh, real quick, I have a question. So, like, Gecko, who was meeting, like, people in hotels and letting them hack bits of him off for money, how many times do you think Doppelganger said that to, like, a John or a Jill? Um, you know, it's not gay because it's you. 
I, I, I would I would guarantee that Doppelganger has done that so, quite a few times. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> because then that also plays into that whole narcissistic mm. narcissism and, you know, you know, people that are really in love with themselves. Yeah. I mean to the point of unhealthiness. Uh so well, I think he it, it, judged that situation completely wrong, too, because Homelander does not love himself. Homelander has yeah. a, a tremendous inferiority complex. He yeah. he hates himself in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Oh, no. You're at, for Homelander, it's different. Like, yeah. you know, it, well, there's a love hate. You know, you, you can like. Yeah, I don't I don't want to you know get into the, you know, the definition of words. But, yeah, you're, you're right. Homelander does. He absolutely hates himself. And he's always looking for appro- approval from people. Yeah. As you know, as Stormfront says, and he's very despite being so powerful, he's so very weak. Yeah. All right. And- so I, I think that's a good place to leave this one, because then we had a brief Homelander Starlight interaction where, uh, you know, Annie put her big pa- big girl panties on and stood up to him. And, you know, when he's like, why didn't you kill Hook, uh, kill Huey? And he's like, she's like, because I'm not a fucking murderer. You know, I don't yeah. straight up murder people like you do. Uh, I'm a hero. <laughs> and, like, that was awesome. Yeah. And, I, and again, you know, I love Aaron Moriarty mm-hmm. and love her as her character. You know, love her as an actress. Yep. Love her as, you know, her character in itself. And to see her, you know, again, she's, She'd probably think, you know, I know I'd be thinking there. I'm going to die, so I'm just yeah. going to, you know, She's, I'm not going. I'm not going to cower. I have nothing and, like, to she, lose, right? So. And I love how she, I love that. Tell me if I'm lying. Yeah, it's like stares him down. Yeah, I mean, she's like so. Annie Starlight has found this like great strength in the last few episodes that I really like, and she was the character I liked probably most in season one, and I really yeah. liked seeing the growth that she has coming. Uh, so Homelander had another scene with Maeve where he outed her on Maria Menounos' <laughs> the wow. interview show. And what about the line when uh, she, when Maria Menounos asked, like, does does Vought not like um, diversity? And he's like, wow, Maria Menounos, coming with the heavy questions. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was really kind of funny because he was he was deflecting and, 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 and pausing, trying to figure out what he was going to say. Yeah. Um but like when check your facts, yeah, check your facts. We've got a train. He's black. We've got Which, black noir. Was, hold on, that was after a train was booted. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So well, I, I hadn't. I was gonna go back to that one, but uh, we've got black noir. He's well. Well, he's not. He doesn't identify any anything. So we've got those guys covered. <laughs> And then, then, then he totally outs Maeve, and he's like, "Well, we have a gay superhero. This one right here, super gay, you know." And it was like, "Oh man, that's oh." That was it was the again, it was so uncomfortable to watch, but it was so awesome at the same scene time. With him is uncomfortable, and that was even because you've seen interviews. I mean, not to that regard, but interviews like real live interviews where it's just so uncomfortable. Yeah, where it's just like, "Oh, dude, I need to turn the channel. I can't right. watch this." So yeah, and. And just Maeve's face, how she kept it, you know, she barely kept it on, you know. Oh, she wanted to hit form. him and just, just tear him limb from limb. Yeah, and she was also wondering, okay, what did he do to Elena? And yeah, well, she asked. She's like, what did you do to her? Yeah. And he's like, nothing. I mean, you know, not yet. <laughs> so. Which, yeah, that was the unspoke. Yeah, that yeah. was the kind of like. So, so then, like, uh, yeah, so go ahead. No, but yeah, just. 
he just does has that presence where it's just everything about him is you're just he's it's like one of those it's like a ticking time bomb yeah in the sense of right who's he gonna kill and he's thing. the most powerful person on the planet as far as yeah. we know uh so then jumping back to that scene with a train and ashley where a train is in there and ashley's talking about like the charity's like fat kids i love fat kids um <laughs> you know send me and then and then he walks in and he's like you're out <laughs> And Homelander walks in and looks at him like you're out of the seven like you're not even in the top 20 anymore well, how does this make me look um, you know yeah, and, and, and it was really it was really funny and like you know A-Train's a douche and I kind of felt sorry for him um, yeah. but at the same time it's like well uh, um, so you know, that, that, yeah. that's one of those parallels we see all the or not we see all the time but it happens all the time in sports where a guy just you know loses a step or two and you know th- they're definitely those co- type of conversations maybe oh, yeah. a little bit <laughs> with more care in yeah. some instances but we're it's just saying hey you just don't have it anymore and we need the you know we need the salary cap room yeah. you know to go in a different direction he should have just put a pink tag in his locker and been done with it <laughs> although i feel like so, he would have walked into ashley's room and and threw the baseball out her head and said i'm gonna get picked up by another team yeah. and now i'm gonna come back here and every time i throw the ball straight up your butt um yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, major like, league like if you're said, not sure yeah so <laughs> i knew you were like, but like yeah. yeah and like he said you used to bring me coffee yeah oh yeah yeah that was funny like he was and she's like i didn't i didn't know um ashley has been a really interesting character this season just because of the level of terror that she's constantly in yeah yeah she has the you know the doom of democles over her head and she doesn't have the you know that the capital Mm -hmm. or the confidence or any other things that you know elizabeth shoes character had right oh yeah she's she's simply a figurehead um she's like the queen of england she has no real power uh okay so then the last homelander scene was with stormfront and stormfront is giving him a lesson in the new world order and it was terrifying Like, Aya Cash was literally terrifying in these scenes because she's talking to him and he's like, I'm popular in these demos and these demos and these demos. And she's like, you can't get everybody to love you. It's just impossible. And she's like, you've got you've got 50 million fans. I've got five million soldiers. You've got people who like you. I have an army. You've got, you know, demos and commercials. I've got a Hulk. You know, it's yeah. like she's like I I got five people tur- churning out memes, and I basically feed them an art with Arby's coupons. Yeah, so like it was great. And then I don't know, did you pause? Did you go back and pause and look at some of those memes? I actually saw it on. Did I? I didn't send it to you. So the boys. Oh Instagram no! Had, like uh, uh, the boys. Instagram There's no way the boys Instagram had all of them because there were some pretty raunchy ones on there. Like I was pausing as quick as I could to see them. They're, oh, it was savage. Like the Homelander ones were savage. Yeah. So that was, and again, to when you, you know, rewind a few minutes when you said, you know, Homelander hates himself. He's mm-hmm. insecure. So seeing, despite the fact that he says, "Hey, I got fifty million fans," like you said, and like she said, you're trying to get everybody to love you, and that's just not going to happen. And again, this is another thing that I can compare to a lot of athletes and a lot of entertainers. 
You know, you have 10 million people saying they love you, and then that one or two people say, I don't really like you. You're not that talented. Yeah. And that sticks in their head. That's and all the they same. heard. Yeah. And that's the exact same thing that's happening to a guy who could, you know, bench press trucks. Yeah. And, you know, who who can literally burn you in half <laughs> yes. with the look of an eye. Uh, yeah. So, so that, that was, that was really, really cool to see. And then, um, Stormfront at the beginning of the episode was, um, holding a peaceful protest, legit peaceful protest, uh, in no, no sense of irony there, um, in front of, uh, a Vought <laughs> talking about how like Vought is bad and, and this and Vought is horrible and, and they have to stand up to Vought and, you know, just takes off, uh, after getting everyone riled up. Um, and we got the female, uh, Kamiko and, and Frenchie there. Kamiko was, was essentially going to her death um, before Frenchie saved her. And this was only after he kissed her and forced her to kind of run away. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I will say it was good to see Cherry back in the episode and get some, some speaking lines. Um, you know, she deserves better. Uh, Jordan La Jolla, uh, La Jolla, I think, or La, uh, L-A-J-O-I-E. Jordana... I don't know. I don't even know how to pronounce that. Um, anyway, but uh, I, I thought I thought uh, Frenchie had some good scenes. I you know he wasn't very much in the episode, although he was getting high, which I totally forgot he did. So I, I did too, right? Um, and then yeah, I think the then the other big story was uh, well, oh well, there was the the total like D storyline of uh, these women who had these interviews talking about relationships. And it was really strange. And then at the end, it paid off because the um, the Church of the Collective is putting the deep into an arranged marriage to fix his. (laughs) And the last one, she's all like sensual and aloof. And she's like, I like having sex on the beach and having sex at the top of the Eiffel Tower. And I like pleasure. Yeah. Ah, I like pleasure to give and receive. And she just had that. She had that annoying, like model cadence. Um, anyway. And and then the, the psychologist is like, Oh no, no, we, we've picked Candace. You're marrying Candace. And he's like, but I, I like this one. And they're like, which, no, let's be honest. Candace sounded like the craziest of all of them. Right. Which, which way, which one was Candace? So she was the one that said, you know, I believe when you love someone, you know, oh, you yeah. should never let them go. Right, right, right. And she said it with that psychotic never let them go, which and then she gave the example of the lovers, the skeleton yep. of the lovers yeah. found. Yep, that's right. <laughs> so uh yeah, it was <laughs> so the deep is definitely getting killed by his future arranged wife. Uh <laughs> let's put that one out there. I feel um, sorry for what his gills are gonna go through probably. <laughs> I hope we get more Patton Oswald as the gills. I know that was just because he was on the drugs, but yeah. Um, all right. So then the big story was uh, MM and Huey and Starfire. Uh, Starfire. I keep wanting to call her Starfire. Starfire. Starlight <laughs> had a had a really interesting road trip down to Raleigh, North Carolina, to look for a hero called Liberty. Uh, I I loved the interaction between the three of them in the car, especially when she's like, "Do you guys mind if I put on the radio in four I stations in a scene. row?" It was her song. And yeah. she was so fed up, and then they finally got to we didn't start the fire, and those two dorks, 
<laughs> we're singing every word exactly right, going crazy, and then MM shuts the radio off. He's like, this so isn't a date, we... and I'm not your chaperone. Yeah, which you kind of actually were. but <laughs> Which he failed His, miserably he... at. Yeah, Huey's look when uh, Starlight starts singing was so oh, good. His and ovaries it, exploded right there. Yeah, his, uh, his it just reminded me how much I like those two together. Yeah, because like you said, those two dorks. <laughs> and, they, and hey, there's nothing wrong with yeah, being a dork. No, no, there's no shade there. Like, trust me, that we didn't start yeah. the fire comes on. I start singing along too. Yeah. So I actually was singing along while I was watching I was it the too. first time. <laughs> so, but they're 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 two dorks. Yeah. And and again, it wasn't just those two, you know. And you know, they're seen at the you know, at the uh, candy machine. But mm-hmm. I also like Annie and Mother's Milk scene. Yeah. And, the donut place. Well, so here's the funny thing about that is watching that last night because I watched it again last night. Um, and after watching, I was just craving donuts. Like just the two of them talking about like donuts and 31 flavors and stuff. It's like, wow, I really want a donut. So after the well, gym, I went and got two donuts. <laughs> well, see, I'm like the Hulk with donuts. I'm always craving donuts. Yeah, see, <laughs> I don't though. Like I, I, Didn't I don't you get know. some. What? Didn't you get some a couple weeks ago? Yeah, for for Haley uh, for Haley and Angel, and like I ate two or three of them like over the span of three days, but like I literally was like craving donuts, leaving the gym today, and I was like, you know, I just went and I got a cake donut and a chocolate donut. You know what tomorrow is? Or well, we're you know as we're recording this on Thursday, Fridays for those. Uh, I walk to my local graders. It's about a half a mile, yeah. and I get donuts. So tomorrow I get donuts in the morning. The graders by my house tomorrow is doing um, the cream puffs from Schmidt's Fieldhouse up in Columbus. They are selling them at the graders by my house tomorrow. And, Ooh, that's and nice. I don't know if you've ever had the uh, the. The cream puffs from there, they're amazing. If you guys are any ever anywhere near Columbus, Schmitz, if you like uh you know, sausage and German style food, definitely go eat there. It's amazing. Um, you know, and if you're in Columbus, just enjoy the restaurants and like the buildings and the niceness and just avoid the people there because most of them are Ohio State fans and yeah. Ohio State fans enough worse. said about that. The only fans yeah. worse than Ohio State fans are Notre Dame fans because <laughs> they think their team is still relevant. Anyway, so back to the the road trip. Um, yeah, MM and Annie had a really really good scene together. It it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, we learned a lot about MM. Uh, we learned a lot about MM just in general in this yeah, in like, this yeah. episode. Um, but the two of them really bonded. I, I felt, and and I think he has a genuine affinity for her as well. Like yeah, not man. not like, not like uh he loves her with all his pants like Huey does, but like I think he lo- he kind of left this road trip kind of looking at her like a little sister. Yeah, and and I think like remember what he says about Kamiko when Butcher wants to just kind of, you know, in a couple episodes ago when you know they were trying to get her brother, and uh, what he says he's like, hey, she's one of us. Yeah, and I think this whole road trip. To, to be honest, puts Annie in that same position. Yeah. With the uh, mother's milk. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. Yeah, and in the 
learning more about MM's OCD and Annie calling that out to Huey and Huey's like, oh, oh, yeah, you're right. He does have OCD. And it was interesting. We'd never get, you know, and there, you know, the big reveal with Storm, you know, Stormfront, but also with Mother's Milk. He talks about the run in his family had with Vaught. Yeah. And he's, you know, he, he quickly brushes over. He's like, I don't, which I don't want to get yeah, into. I don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe someday, but not right now. Right. Um, so I, and again, I know there's some stuff in the, it, it's one of those, this is one of those things that we've talked about. Like how, what are they going to take from the comics and whatnot? Mm-hmm. Which again, I don't think, you know, you told me about the mother's milk part. Yeah. So I that's not gonna ever going to be in the comic. So, um, no. And I, I have to say, so when they go, they finally get to where they they find Liberty, they come to a house and it's a woman named Valerie, um, played by Don Lewis. And if you guys don't remember Don Lewis, she was on a different world. She was one of, um, the the students uh, on the on the floor at Hillman there, and I did not know she was actually the co composer of the show of the, of the song of the theme song from the Cosby Show. Really? Yeah, I didn't think uh-huh. she was that. I'd like you know, I mean, but like music, you don't have to be super old to be a composer. You know, it's just yeah. something we think. But I always like Don Lewis when she shows up in things. So when she showed up, I was like, oh sweet! Like you know, you one, you know, it's going to be kind of a, a low key. Pa- so you know it's going to be like a low-key powerful role that you're going to get out of her, and you know everything that she does is going to be likable. Right. So. And it was her – the story she tells and yeah. the accompanying visuals? visuals that we get. Yeah. So so Myring, my her brother, got done dirty by Liberty. Um so her story, Dawn's story, or I'm sorry, Dawn, Valerie's story is when she was a little girl her and her brother were driving and Liberty, a superhero at the time in the 70s, stops them and um, accuses Myron of, of robbing a bank, saying that the car had been involved in a bank robbery. And he was complying. He was saying, no, I, I you know, no, I, I didn't do this. I'm, I'm, I'm innocent. Like. You know, let's call the police and talk about this. And she crushes his head. And and she left him for dead. It. She left yeah. him for dead. They show it for only a brief moment. Yeah. But I was not ready for that. And and again, this is a show that we've seen a lot of. Yeah, stuff. that that was one of the more that, gruesome gruesome things that we've seen. Yeah. It, it it was so disturbing, and you know, we find out that Liberty and and Stormfront. You know, one and the same. And I, I know we had talked about, you know, whether or not they were going to do, do the, you know, Stormfront. Um, I don't know if she's going to be a Nazi necessarily. Yeah. I, I think she will be because if you kind of look at her costume, it's very Hugo Boss. Um, yeah. But and also remember, the, like, the story that um, Edgar tells yeah. Homelander about how Vought got found it plays a lot into you know the yep. whole you know nazi thing so yeah. she's the first she's the first hero yeah. for sure so mm-hmm. so um yeah and so i mean the, the the episode ends kind of with you know the gang getting back to new york and you know in, in the final scene is homelander and and uh stormfront having their their chat where i they they appear to come to some form of a tentative alliance. Detente. Yeah. Detente. Yeah. That's a great term. Uh, a little, they had a little parlay there where yeah. she dropped some knowledge on them. And 
I'm super excited for what's next. And did you see the last thing she says? I'm here for whatever, anything that you yeah. need. Yeah. He's, he's, he almost stumbles for a second. Right. Because there was a lot of innuendo in that. So. Um, and oh. you know how he is. So, yeah. The last thing when he got Annie in the elevator, did you notice he took his gloves off and was yeah. holding her with his bare hands? Uh, he has touched very few people with his bare hands throughout the whole series. And I, I think if it would have if he would have been holding her with the gloves, he would have killed her. That's actually a very good point, I, because I noticed that I, that was I mean, and they made point to show him putting his gloves by the side to the side. Yeah, but he stuck him in the like on the rail there. Right. Uh, but I I didn't think of it that way. You just mentioned, which I think it was it, it's, it, feel, it, it was a personal thing. Yeah. So. Like, I think he got really personal with her, and then that's what kind of stayed her execution, so to speak. Right. I, that's, actually, that's, a, so, you know, that's something I actually didn't Like, I don't know if that's before. true or not, but that's just how but I it, took it. Kind it. Of, but it also makes sense, yeah. which, again, like you said, it might not have been – they might not have done it for that reason. But from everything we've known and yeah. know and everything we've seen, it makes sense from that. Right. And I also feel like they don't do a lot just to do it everything that yeah. they 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 do on the show because it's a kripke show has a reason yeah. um oh, oh speaking absolutely. of did you did you like hear your, your boy your boy got is getting to drive the car home yes so oh, jensen good, good on you jensen you son of a bitch so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you thought you were getting that car but no anyway but yeah so i i don't know this was a really good episode i i i uh it, it was the nice slowdown that we needed to head into the back half of the season. And, and more in the last two weeks, and we'll see on Friday, if it's on this com- coming up Friday, if it's the same way. But the last two weeks has really showed me how much, be- how much better I, it, this, this is seeing this from a week-to-week perspective. Mm-hmm. Instead of binging it in a two-day period. Yeah, if we would have binged it, like, it would not be sitting the way it's sitting right now. No, 100. Not at all. Yep. All right. So let's uh let's move on to our last topic. We've been going for an hour, so we won't go too terribly deep into this one. Uh Marvel's Avengers on the PS4. Um yes, I'm aware it's on other platforms, but we have PS4s. That's what we play our video games on. So we're talking about it from the point it. of view from the PS4. Um actually, I don't own a single thing from Microsoft. You don't? No, like in all the Microsoft like software that I use came comes from work. I don't. I've I've never bought Word or Outlook or any of that stuff. That's funny. Yeah, I'm just I just I've never been a huge Microsoft fan. Um, like for like word processing and spreadsheets, I just use the Google ones. You know, like the the web based stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm so like halted out with word because i've used it forever that like i've used other ones and it's just i've never taken the time to just kind of feel them out to yeah. see if they're better or not so when Although, i when i started at science fiction um actually no let me let me it goes back further when i was at think hero um one of the other writers and i would edit each other's pieces and we would play a game where we would share a google doc and one of us would start editing and the other would go through like wait a little bit and then go through and try and like fix all the changes before the other person got to the bottom of the document <laughs> words with nerds <laughs> so 
Anyway. All right. So uh, Marvel's Avengers. Daryl Brow beat me into buying this game. Um, I definitely... Well, you, why don't you share your thoughts on this first? Because you have probably 15 more hours into this game than I do. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I literally played this every day for the past. Now, granted, sometimes it's only like 20 minutes, but most of the time it's not. So <laughs> I played every day since I got it on the 4th of September. And this was a game, just to go back real quick, where when it first kind of, or at the beginning of the year when they did a kind of a trailer for it, there were, I was like, there's no way I'm buying this because it was terrible. The character models were awful. I mean, awful where it was like Sonic the Hedgehog bad. I don't know if you remember when. Oh, Sonic from the, the movie Hedgehog. with the teeth? Yeah. Yeah. It was that bad where people were making yeah. fun of it. You know, Homelander would have would have felt better because he would have seen the memes that this game was getting. And <laughs> he would have felt a little bit better about himself. But they changed things up and I played the beta. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I think I'm going to get this game. Sto- from a story standpoint, and again, this is what, again, we talk about this a lot, about expectations. Right. Some people's expectations are, is this was going to be the MCU care? Because I've seen it. It's like, this doesn't look like Black Widow. This doesn't look like Thor or whatever. Look, these are not the MCU characters. Mm. This is a whole new story. It has no connection to the MCU. Why does Nick it. Fury have hair? Yeah. That, okay, that, that kind of threw me off because... That that's a kind of combination of the you know original Nick Fury and the Ultimate Nick Fury right. with the hair thing. So the storyline is that on a day there's you know the huge Avengers you know they're 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 there's a new helicarrier that they're presenting and it's powered by Terrigen Mist, which you know comic book geeks know Terrigen Mist is what creates the humans. And there's a terrorist attack led by none other than the Taskmaster and. Every, basically everything goes to shit we we get it from the perspective a lot of the perspective from kamala khan mm-hmm. who is our uh, the player's eyes into this you know fantastical world of bigger than life gods and men mm-hmm. superheroes which i i must say i when i first heard about the storyline i thought it was going to just be one of those throwaways and just like and eh, whatever to be honest, I I actually, for the most part, there are some issues that I have big issues with the story. But overall, I love I absolutely love Kamala Khan, and I'm I'm not sure who the actress is, the voice actress that plays her. But I really like her as a character in this game. I like all the Avengers as characters. Um, have you know in this game? So the main campaign is, you know, probably about 15 hours or so. I, I, I plus or minus, it just depends. But then there's that second half, the Avengers Initiative, and that's where this game is. And for those that have played the game, and I, and I keep bring, harping it, bringing this up, is Destiny. Mm-hmm. And now this is a melee game for the most part, where Destiny is a, a shooter. But the commonalities are it's a loot-based game where you're continually finding loot to make your character more and more powerful. And so there's that two parts. There's that campaign and then that multiplayer aspect. It's not open world. Like Destiny, in Destiny, you know, you could jump on, jump in by yourself, and then you can team up, you know, to kill bosses. It's not that type of game. But from a perspective of, at least for the good parts of it, because there are definitely issues that we can talk about real quick. But I really love, I really enjoyed the campaign. I like the voice acting is solid. The gameplay itself, there are six characters in there now. Now we'll have more. What I really love is each character plays completely differently 
than yes. the other one, other characters, yeah. which a lot of games that just doesn't happen. No. You know, even Destiny, yes, you have uh, you know, you have your three classes that play differently in the sense that they have different abilities, but basically you're having guns. Their skill sets are, you know, different, but this everything every single thing about these characters is different. Obviously, Thor and Iron Man are, right now are the only two flyers. They play differently. Mm-hmm. You know, you have similarities with, you know, Cap and Black Widow, but they play a lot differently. So that's one of the things that I really love about this game is because so like I told you the other day, I was like, hey, Kamala Khan play. And my problem with games is why I don't get as good as I can say in on Tekken is because I like using multiple characters. Yeah. I don't like when, you know, when when people say I main with this character. Yeah, I, have, I main with about nine characters on Tekken. That's why I'm never going to be as good as I can be because I just I'll play three games with one character and get bored. So I, I like I like like overpowering one character and, and playing as that character. And uh, so far for me, it's been Kamala Khan. Um, one, she's got a bunch of the range stuff with the stretchy hands. Um, you know, she embiggens and she's as powerful as the Hulk or the Hulk buster, uh, when she embiggens, which is cool. And she can swing like Spider-Man with, uh, on almost any ledge. So you can get away really quick and regroup and and jump right back in and she's got the uh the power to restore her energy yes which i love the healing spirit and again this is a game where you know some of the complaints i heard you know some of the complaints i would say i i don't take you know i don't give a lot of credence to is you know it's repetitive Every single game that you play is repetitive in some way, shape, or form. I don't feel like it's Anytime, that repetitive. Well, I mean, I'm just talking about, yeah, I'm just talking about a lot, some of the complaints. Any loot-based game is repetitive. Mm-hmm. Any first-person shooter is repetitive. Any fighting game is repetitive. And, the, and I'm somebody that's, for all my life, pretty much have played all these type of games. Very few games are non-repetitive. There, there's, you know, a role-playing game when, you, you know, when you're um, trying to level up. Those, you do repetitive things when you're grinding. That's repetitive. Yeah. Now, what I will say the issues are, there are some connectivity issues. There are a lot of bugs in the sense of the game freezing. Uh, one of the things I told you about the other day is that I had this very difficult fight, boss fight with uh, Abomination, mm-hmm. kicking my ass, and I finally, no, it was not, I'm sorry, not Abomination, but it was uh, Taskmaster. I beat him. I start, you know, I, I hear them, you know, when you when you beat, you know, when you beat a, a boss, they'll start, you know, the part of the one of the other, you know, NPCs starts talking to you about whatever was that mission, you know. So I go in the other room and go in the kitchen, get something to drink, and I come back. I'm like, okay, I don't hear anything, and then I look at the screen. It's the blue screen because the game crashed. So a lot of people are having issues with game crashes, which. <sighs> Now, it seems like the more technologically advanced things get, the more these games do this. And again, this is a thing that a lot of these games are having over the last few years where you have these technical glitches and, uh, you know, Madden is an an example of that. uh, WWE 2K, like the last one, was was awful um, to the point where they skipped the 2K21. Uh, yeah, so I haven't like, so I've run into a couple glitches that were minor, nothing that made my, my, my PS4 crash. But I think what we forget is when they make these games, they're, you know, literally in a lab, 
they're on usually a fresh machine that you know has no wear and tear to it that doesn't have you know 500 gigabytes of of games on there and you know just usage you know uh a dusty fan or you know uh a less than you know so and and so they don't test that so then when when you get into it because i know my ps4 is in a place where it's got plenty of airflow and it sounds like it's gonna take off when I'm playing the, <laughs> yeah, the Avengers game, mine does too, yeah. whereas like you know when when I'm playing other things, it, like it's quiet as a church mouse. Yeah, and the only other game that mine you know you know hums like this is when I'm playing Call Modern Warfare. Um, so some of those points are you know are definitely valid. We ha- we all you know, and again, a lot of games. And and what I did read, one of the community managers on Reddit the other day for for this game did say there's going to be a major patch coming. Yeah. Hopefully by the end of this week, which again, you know, we're filming this or we're recording this on Thursday, so mm-hmm. hopefully we get it tonight or tomorrow sometime because I and it, it's, you know when you know we talk about language a lot, you know, you hear yeah. it in in the world and politics where people are using things that aren't true or or just you know you overhyping something or making a definition that it's not when people say this game is unplayable that's just absolutely no true. that's not even true unless, like this game is it, fun right and, it's and fun I, yeah I'll, I'll i'll let me back up oh certain individuals may be having problems that are unplayable literally unplayable so i'm not going to discount because i've heard you know instances not with this game but with other games that have bricked people's systems so that's that's something other than itself but people especially on the internet like to overindulge on what's actually happening there are definitely issues with this game you cannot deny it Mm -hmm. from a technical standpoint from a glitch standpoint but to say this game is unplayable is just not true to say this game is repetitive i again i if you have played any type of loot based game this plays exactly like that. You play Diablo, you play any of these games, you're doing the same thing over again, just in different ways. So I, that's not um, one of that. I, I don't prescribe. I don't, you know, recognize that as a, a complaint, a valid complaint. So I like 100%. You love the Witcher three. Yes. I feel like that game's super repetitive. And, and again, there are parts of the Witcher where you, and again, that's, I love that game. One of my favorite mm-hmm. games of all time, but you have to grind. And yeah. sometimes that grind is very annoying. I, it, it is. Yeah. Like so, I don't have the patience for the Witcher to like go play the card game and, and to look under every I, rock I, and you know, yeah, I didn't um, play the card game. So yeah. That's so the one part of the Witcher <laughs> I didn't do. And, and, and so like with this one, you know, um, more often than not, like if I'm Iron Man, I just fly right through to where I have to go. I don't even fight anybody until I have to fight someone. <laughs> right? I yeah, don't I, like, you know, and and because like the enemies at the beginning of the board do not follow me to the place that I have to hack, you know, and, and so I just go and I set up and stand my ground. Um, plain and simple. With um with Kamal, I do the same thing. I I go to where I have to go and I set up you know, as ranged attack as I can in the middle of a melee. Um, what, one thing I like doing, and again, I, I am one of those that games like this are is, are made for. Like you said with The Witcher, for example, yeah. I love I love those little question marks when you bring up your map. I'm like, and that's the problem why all these RPGs or games like this 
I spend so much time on because once I, I'm like a, you know, I'm like a, uh, a dog that sees a squirrel. When I see a question mark on a map, it's like, oh, I have to go to it. But my main mission is over. I don't care. I have to go to it. And this yeah. game is the same way. So when you, you know, hit the, the directional pad up, mm -hmm. you can see some of the question marks. It's, you know, again, not yeah. as deep as The Witcher, but I'm like, okay, it's 300 meters in the opposite direction I'm supposed to go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. So yeah. this game is tailor-made for me and the, you know, the whole, oh, I just, yeah. they just dropped an epic. Oh, they dropped a legendary. <laughs> so this game is made for people like me who, you know, like the nice shiny objects and like, I do like the grind. Yeah. Um, my only complaint is that it's not open world. And that's my, I will say that that's the issue. I, that's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Again, going back to expectations. Well, because so I didn't read a lot. Of we're so used to the Arkham games. Right. Yes. And right. and it kind of looks like the Arkham games, maybe not as polished. Um, and the gameplay feels kind of like the Arkham games, again, with uh, less cutscenes. Um, yeah. But it's not it's not a rock steady game. And you can tell. Right. And yeah. And there and even from a and again, as much as I love the combat and I think it's great, you know, other than some some of the have you had issues with slowdown where you have a bunch of a bunch of characters on screen and the screen just kind of like you know glows goes half speed for a second or two? um no i haven't noticed that but like part of that like like i've got like the perfect evade down right so that slows everything down so it may be slowing down but like i'm also evading and i might be thinking it's Which, perfect evade and it's not <laughs> and again that's this is not uh like I mean, and again, it's, sometimes it gets bad with a lot on screen. But again, Destiny had that issue. Any game with, and again, you're t one of the things you mentioned. You know, what what is your system performance issue? You know, where's because I've had my PS4 for six years now. Um, I think so, yeah, six years. So, you know, it's it's not like you said. It's not like right out of the box. You know, perfect settings and all that stuff. It's it's got a little wear and tear on it. So. Some of that is my is probably on my end, but the other part is you know the game is kind of, probably it does need some tweaks in that regard. But overall, I really enjoy this game. I find myself you know after doing the missions like, man, I love this game. It's so much you know playing as Iron Man, <laughs> yeah, in America, Thor, like that trench run you had to do as Iron Man was really cool, um, yeah, and fun. And I like that was one where I tried to destroy everything first before I realized there was a clock. Um, <laughs> But, like, I mean, I don't normally play. Like, I play sports games. I play Rocket League. Um, I play Star Wars games. You know, that's kind of, like, how, how I roll. Uh, like, I love racing games, things like that. But I, I did really enjoy what I've played so far, and I'll definitely keep playing. Like, I, I actually like this better than Spider-Man. I... I don't know, man. Uh, the one thing, and again, we you you mentioned it. The one thing Spider Man definitely has over. I think com Spider Man's combat was more um, was more you know you know was more polished. But the but open it's world just one player. Spider Man. Spider Man's yeah. just and one player. Say, yeah. You know. Yeah. Like yeah, if so if Spider Man was open, if Spider Man wasn't open world, like yeah, I would complain because I like to just take the euros off and like test their powers. Um, mm -hmm. the other thing I always forget to do is update my skill tree. So when it does come time, like, it's like, oh, I can update my skill tree. I usually have like 12 points to use. 
I like doing that too. So, but it's not because I, I, to... I did it on purpose. I just forget to do it. Um, oh, okay. See, I do it on purpose. I like having five yeah. or six skill points. I'm like, oh, yes. And then I guess I I'm go? supposed to sell stuff or destroy, oh. dismantle stuff. Yeah, dismantle um, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, which I've yet to do. Um, you know, no, like, oh, it's all in the inventory, like the inventory yeah. thing. You, yeah. Yeah, my locker is like always full. Yeah, you should see my uh, locker in uh, in Destiny too. It's 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 insane. I mean, Destiny has so much gear though, which that's another thing. But I, you know, I like dismantling and getting, you know, getting. Yeah. And that that's the thing. This game, what you were saying, is so true. You're trying. You want you like building like just overpowering one character. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the kind of like loot based games. That's how it is. You're trying to find the best gear. And and looking at the basically the fine print where it's like okay what is it you know what percentage chance of doing this will this that yeah. or the other like this one and I think this might be patched but I was on Reddit today on the you know the subreddit for this and this guy took a picture of this gear where it says you take point zero one percent damage if you if you're under twenty five percent health. Huh. So basically, you're. He's like, I have the real invincible Iron Man, and he showed. You know, he circled this. Uh, and again, that that is that is a little much. That should be patched. It should not be any. Because so basically, mm-hmm. I just get down to twenty five percent, and I'm basically invulnerable. Huh. So, <laughs> but it that's the fun of you know mixing and matching, and that's what I love. And and again, that was one of the things I loved about Destiny, despite you know some yeah. of the issues I had with Destiny. I love that mixing and matching with gears. Like, you know, how can I get the most powerful character based on, you know, the gear scores and everything like that. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the Marvel, uh, the mobile contest of champions game, like the, f- the first like player I got, like that was like a four star player or five star player that I was able to start like updating on like a regular basis. I totally just, you know, started updating as, as much as I could. So I got to the point where, I had, uh, I think it's Magic is the player. Oh, no, it's Psylocke, who's my most uh, powerful player, followed by Gamora, then Quake, then Magic. So, um, just, I mean, it's because I just like the way those four characters play. They're always on my team. So, but yeah, no, I get it. So, I like it. I, I Like I said, I, I enjoy the game. I think it's fun. Um, I definitely, if I were a single guy who didn't have family stuff to do in a one wheel to ride i would play it a whole lot more <laughs> <laughs> yeah i take lunch breaks sometimes like so when you know i work from home so i'll have a lunch break and say hey you know what let me do a quick mission and yeah. quick mission is like 30 minutes long yeah so but yeah so um i i like i like the voice actors that they've got for the characters don't sit um, on my couch you're still on my list right like i i feel like i feel like they've done a really good job uh capturing like who these characters are in in context to not just the mcu but to the comic books and 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 the characters um especially thor to me because he sounds more like he does in the comics okay than he does in the mcu yeah see i I haven't gotten i haven't opened thor yet i I think he's he's probably next after black widow i believe yes because i imagine spoilers captain america is going to get resurrected at some point um in the game so (laughs) that's kind of his thing but uh now like i i think too there were a lot of people complaining about the addition of kamala khan um and i don't 
so so Marvel Comics is you know has an agenda for things. We know this, and, and they're part pushing a certain agenda for things. But mm-hmm. um, like Kamala Khan's an interesting character. She's an Inhuman who was a Captain Marvel fangirl who saw that she wasn't like she's kind of like Tim Drake in a way. Like she she understood like hey, there's this hero persona that's not going used. Um, I understand the importance of this character. Let me use it. Um, and and I think a lot of people who only know these characters from the MCU don't get who she is and, and why she is the way she is. Um, like, Captain Marvel is a new thing. She was Ms. Marvel for 30 years. For, yeah, for the longest you know? time. Um, and, and, you know, so, like, I think the movie made a huge... You know, I've said this. I think the movie made a huge mistake jumping straight to Captain Marvel. Um, yeah. you know, there, there was a, a whole journey to get there that the Brie Larson version didn't earn. Um, but Kamala Khan is an interesting character. Um, I really enjoyed her in the comic champions, the, the relaunch of the champion series, uh, whereas her and miles, it, it was kind of like the diversity Avengers. Um, <laughs> it was her and miles and Amadeus Cho and the time display Cyclops, um and vision's daughter um and i forget who else there was someone else that i'm I'm oh uh no it was nova um sam the the hispanic nova um (laughs) from uh who was in the ultimate spider-man cartoon but you know but like here's the thing is at no point where they like constantly patting themselves on the back for diversity it was just Mm -hmm. they were a group of teenage heroes who after the second civil war storyline became disenfranchised with the heroes. And so we're going to show you guys how to do this right. And they did. And, and it was interesting. And, the, and again, we've talked about this plenty of times is I, I don't necessarily care about the message as long as how it's delivered is in service to the story. Yeah. That's all that I want, and and a lot of people don't realize purposefully or ignorantly don't realize that's what a lot of us are saying when we say, "What is are we doing this again?" This SJW thing. It's not necessarily just that. It's and again because you introduced me to Miles Morales, for example. I love Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, I love Kamala Khan in this story. I haven't read much about her, in, you know, in the comics, but in the Avengers game, I really love how they do that and how they play on that fangirl. So and that's the you perfect hear, introduction. You hear the term like especially around Kamala and Miles, you hear the term tokenism. So mm-hmm. Kamala Khan is a new character. She's right. a a new character who took up the mantle of a character's name that wasn't being used for a reason, right? Miles Morales got bit by a spider, you know, didn't know what to do, uh kind of met Peter Parker in the ultimate universe right before he died. And Peter was like, Hey, you need to carry this on. I'm dying. You know, go be Spider-Man, you know, death rattle done. Um, and you know, miles, miles is, is, is a, he's an interesting character. Um, I, I think like much of Bendis's latest late later work in his career, it's not super well thought out. I think other people will be more successful with Miles Morales in the next 20 years than Brian Bendis has been. I think Spider-Verse, while I thought Spider-Verse was good, it is not the best Spider-Man movie by any stretch of the imagination. 
um, it will be a footnote in Miles Morales' career as a hero in multiple mediums. Yeah, I I, I absolutely love um, Into the Spider-Verse. And yeah. again, I don't think it's the best Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse. I don't think it's the best movie in the Spider-Verse, but I love Miles Morales as a character and just I like the dynamic. And yes, he was created for the fact, you know, for I know he was created for diversity's sake. Yeah, but it that was in the ultimate he, universe. It was different. It was but, a completely different timeline with completely different versions of characters, no, no, no. and yeah, oh, you I know, get it, that. it made sense that. for where it was. Yeah, but th- that's what I'm saying. I, I get that he was created for diver- just because something is created for a specific, like for for in this instance for diversity, doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Um, it doesn't mean it you know it didn't go without thought because a lot of times that's what it it seems like some of these characters are created you know without even thinking it's like right. you know just hey let, let's just take this moniker or let's just take this character and gender bend or whatever you want to call it i miles morales doesn't seem that way to me yeah. he's never seen that well way it's me. like taking the character like Iceman, right who for 70 years has been a certain way and then brian bendis makes him gay um just on a whim for no reason for for nothing else just I want to. I want to add diversity to the X Men, which is ridiculous. There's the the beauty of the X Men is you can always make a new character, and right. characters from the X Men take off. Like I think Quentin Quire is one of the best X Men characters in the last fifteen years. Like, and and he's not an old character. He's great. Um, he's powerful. He's a telepath. He's actually strong enough to hold the Phoenix Force, but the Phoenix Force doesn't want anything to do with him. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, so there, there's just a lot of that kind of stuff out there where it's like, you know, just kind of like be, you guys are creative. Be creative. Yeah, it's supposed to be creative. So, be creative, right. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's, um, I mean, it's like we talked about. People always complain about Superman being boring. Superman's not boring. Superman's just hard to write. Because you have to think about it. You have to you have to come up with something that isn't mundane and, and you Were know you the one that sent me the article about the guy saying that about you know, just Superman's not boring. It was a few weeks ago. Uh I think like, so, might yeah. have been inbounding in a comment. Yeah, I sent that like, to you. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's exactly right. It's it, you know it's it's like when people say I'm bored and well, generally speaking that's just a lack of imagination. Yeah. Then pick and up a book. When, <laughs> Yeah, and when saying a character is boring, that means you just don't have the imagination to put him in him or her in a situation right. or circumstance so. that is interesting. Like That's Wonder Wonder Woman is an infinitely interesting character, but they have to use her right. Batman is an right. infinitely interesting character, but you know he he they have to use it right. I think the problem that these creators and and I think this goes for Marvel. I'm going to tie this into Marvel's Avengers is they get stuck with one particular version of the mythology of a character. And that's what they run with. In the case of Superman, it's been the ridiculous Richard Donner Superman movies, um, which I respect, you know, for being the first, the first Superman movie is amazing. I, I, I still enjoy it to this day, but it set up another flawed universe. Um, the MCU is popcorn movies. These aren't groundbreaking films. They're not, they're, they're not changing the world. If anything, they're they're tilting genres on their ear, but at the end of the day, they're still just superhero movies that are meant to go eat popcorn and enjoy yourself 
and escape for two and a half to three hours at a time. Yeah, and, and, and that's what movies should be yeah, for me. That's, and, that's what I'm looking for in these movies. You know, but, um, yeah, like Black Widow, for example, in this game is really cool. And, you know, she she's closer to Black Widow in the comics than she is the Black Widow in the movies. Um, yes. You know, like she's calling them idiots and, you know, she's not afraid to kill people and she's just awesome. Whereas, like, the Black Widow movie that's coming out, I don't know if you saw this, the director said she was the only Avenger who didn't have superpowers. Um, yeah, saw that. So, uh, half of the event, there's six Avengers. <laughs> half of them don't have yeah. powers. Um, <laughs> just, you know, you start throwing Ant-Man in there, Wasp in there, Rhodey in there, Falcon in there. Um, you know, like, like, the like, that's the cool thing about Marvel characters. A lot of times it's just a suit that makes them what they are. Uh, kind of like the greatest American hero. And yeah, so it's but just, hey, no, that's not true. Remember, Hey, if you can't do it, if you're nothing without the suit, you don't deserve the suit. Yeah, but he had superpowers, so you know he can be whatever he wants to be. He's like, it's like, uh, he's like a bender in in Korra, where you know the benders are are the ruling class, and the non benders are subjugated. Jeez, that's oh, that's kind of depressing. I don't yeah, know it's I'm dark. Watch Korra now. No, you gotta watch Korra. It's great. <laughs> like the whole the the like the political drama of Korra is great. But yeah, so uh, you know, I, I I I have enjoyed the story that I've gotten through so far in the game, and I've enjoyed playing the missions. Um, I don't like the cuts cut screens of being on the Quinjet, going back and forth. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't need to travel in real time, dudes. Just send me back to the helicarrier or back to the ant hill. You know, I don't need to fly everywhere I need to go. They introduce a character who opens up portals. Once that character yeah. shows up in the game, the Quinjet should be a thing of the past. Unless yeah. you have to fly the Quinjet on a mission. Yeah, just bring Theo. Yeah, yeah. just have Theo um, take us wherever. But so, yeah, I, I, I yeah. like this game. I'm curious to see how they're going to handle the um, in-game content, such as the the new characters. Because, again, we already know Spider-Man's coming. Yeah. We know Hawkeye's coming. I mean, Hawkeye has a Kate room Bishop. on the helicarrier. So. Yeah, we know Kate, uh, Kate Bishop is coming. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really interested to see. And as long as they continue or continually make these characters unique and not just make them skins, like, mm-hmm. for example, uh, some of the uh, characters from, say, Mortal Kombat, uh as long as they keep making them unique, I am all in for this game, and and and, and it's going to get better from a technical standpoint. Yeah. That we know that they're going to put patches in here and there. We know that. I just I'm just concerned. Mm-hmm. As long as and again, as long as they keep microtransactions to being cosmetics only, nameplates, yeah. and then you know outfits and skins like that, I am fine, yeah. and I will be with. And one of the issues and and. Um, with destiny is they had this fear of missing out type thing where they would run all these contests for a month and you couldn't get the gear after that month, no matter what. And and sometimes it could be some of the most powerful gear there was. So if you're, Hey, if you went out of town for work or something and you just, you lost the chance. So I'm hoping they don't go this route with some of the stuff that we do or some of the gear that we have here. Yeah. But overall I'm, I'm really liking my experience with this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, like I said, I agree. I, I've enjoyed playing it so far, and I'm excited to to dig deeper. Uh, I will say I do not think this is a game you need to rush out and buy right now. 
I think you can yeah. wait. You can wait six months for this game to get right, um, and buy it for twenty bucks, and it would be a fantastic investment at twenty dollars. I think at sixty dollars, we are paying to get to that twenty dollar game. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're paying to be like the first, which is well, at least fine. I was whatever. Game. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. So because I really wanted it, and yeah. you know, after I played the beta again, I played the beta for like you know ten hours or something like that. So I kind of knew what I was getting into. Yep. But yep, yep, if yep. I didn't play the beta, I I might have been less um, excited to you know to take that chance. Yeah, you know, so cool. that's that's one reason I really like the betas because you know gives me the opportunity to see what I'm playing. Awesome. So. All right. Well, on that note, I think that's uh that's the show this week. Yeah. Watch the boys play Marvels, Avengers in four to six months. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Check out the Mandalorian trailer. Pablo Pedago, a uh, Pablo Pedago, uh, pa- Pedro Pascal is uh, needs to grow up and and, and be a man. Um, yeah, thanks Julian Brown for being a Patreon. Uh, thank you for all you guys who listen. Check us out at infospodcast.com. There's links to everything in there. Um, if you want to support the show, head to uh, infospodcast.com. Click on shop and buy a shirt from uh, the Flying Pork Apparel shop that we have. We have, I think, six shirts up that you can buy. They're all really cool. I'm kind of partial to uh, just the one that says "Infamous," like the Supreme logo. But yeah. Every time you say, every time you say that "Infamous," I think of the game. Which, yeah. Again, they need to, they need to do an Infamous game. Well, I imagine there'll be a PS5. We didn't even talk about the PS5. No, we didn't. All right, we'll talk about PS5 next week because it was kind of a clusterfuck. Um. Anyway, on that note, we'll see you guys next week. Any last words? Nope. Just like you said, uh, catch up on the boys if you haven't already. I'm looking forward till till Friday. Yep. Friday morning. Tomorrow for us. Yep. So, and uh, we'll be back with another episode of the boys next week and some other cool stuff. See you later. Bye. See you. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, with new episodes out every Sunday. You can find more information about the show online at infamouspodcast.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Infamous Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. If you're enjoying the show, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash infamouspodcast for our new tiers and rewards. The Infamous Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Brian Tudor, with music provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Brian Tudor. So whenever you're listening to the show, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is. And we'll see you next time. Later.